0: Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. Our hearts remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. And his light comes in and pierces through the darkness in our own minds and hearts, in our families and society. That Jesus come to be the savior of the world. And he is the light. And when the light gets turned on, life starts to get released. True life, soul, and our whole being. The Amplified says in verse 5 the light shines in the darkness, on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand. It's, it overpowers, it appropriates, or it absorbs, and is unreceptive to it. This light goes on and on and on, just like the sun comes up every day. The light of Jesus continues to shine into the darkness of people's hearts and lives. And I want to encourage you today that He is the light of the world. We go on in John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh. That's what we celebrate today. Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem and made his dwelling among us. In other words, he didn't just come to visit, he came to dwell amongst us. And some people say, well, he only did visit the earth for 33 years. Then he died and rose again and went to heaven. But he sent his spirit to dwell in our hearts and he raised up the church of Jesus Christ that's alive. And, and so he dwells among us by his spirit in all of our hearts because we are followers. We are sons and daughters of the king. So he dwells among us and through us. And it goes on and says, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed He was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made, made him known. So here we see Jesus has come from heaven to be the light, to be the life, and truth, and just has transformed the world and continues to transform the world. In verse 16 says, For out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Wow, who's got a Christmas tree with gifts heaped up? Well, guess what? God says, and he keeps heaping them over our lives and over our hearts when we reach out to him by faith, when we honor him. Last week I preached out of uh, Luke 1 when the angel spoke to Mary and it says, No word from God can ever fail. Wow, that was the message that came to Mary when the angel said, You're going to be conceived Jesus by the Holy Spirit and have a virgin birth, and the Son of God will be born from within you. And said, Wow, that's a, an awesome thing. May it be to me. And then the angel said, No word from God will ever fail. I want to remind you today what words has God given you? What written words? What prophetic words? What promises has He given you? The Bible says, No word from Him will ever fail fail if we take a hold of that and live with that we can live the most amazing abundant life that will take you through any challenge that will shine Jesus and world God sent Jesus to restore a right relationship with humanity that was lost to the sin of Eden right back in Genesis he came to earth to make his dwelling among us I love that some think, well, God, come and visit us. I don't pray that. I say, God, reveal yourself because you dwell with us. And Jesus came. This was a supernatural event in so many ways the virgin birth, the angels appearing to the shepherds, the wise men that were guided from so many supernatural events happened around Jesus' birth, right through Jesus' ministry, through his death and resurrection. And now they still happen throughout his body because he dwells with us. The supernatural God is within us. A few of these key words we see is the light. John eight twelve in the middle of Jesus' ministry says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Well, wow, sometimes we stumble around a bit and it's a few shadows and fears and we're not quite sure what's happening in a crazy world. The Bible says those who follow Jesus will never walk in darkness. Stay close enough to him so that he's not lost in the shadows or the darkness around you. Stay close to Christ because he's the light of the world. And if you stay close to him, let me tell you, fear and darkness will overwhelm your mind or your heart, no matter what the news says and no matter what's happening around us. Because the angel said, I come to bring news of great joy to all people. The gospel's good news, folks. And if you stay close enough to Christ, you will live in that good news and you will share it with others. Jesus also taught, you are the light of the world. Don't hide your light. So he's the light of the world. When he fills us, then we become the light to our world around us. Jesus came to show us the light of God pierced through the darkness of sin and brought the light of hope and forgiveness for our sins into the world. I was listening to the uh, carols by Candlelight from Melbourne last night. Anyone watch the carols? I love the Melbourne carols because they have some amazing singers and songs on there. And some of the artists are full-on Christians who just present Jesus across our nation. And I was listening to Silent Night again and I listened and thought about Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face... With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. That is an incredible statement. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Wow. He was Lord, and yet he was a baby. That's, we can't fully understand it, but it's true. Jesus shines his light in the darkened hearts of, and minds of people who don't yet know him as their Savior and Lord in John 1 verse 9, the chapter we were looking at earlier, verse 9 says, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive. Yet to all received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's another mystery. But that's what happens when we're born again by the Spirit of God. We become children, sons and daughters of the living God. That is so powerful and it changes the way you see life and the way you live life when we have that relationship with our God. So he said he has come to be life and the light of all men. We need to have the Jesus living within us. Don't ever lose the wonder God's grace. Don't ever lose the wonder of coming up every day. Don't ever lose the wonder of being loved and the ability to love. The wonder of His grace that He hears your prayers. The wonder that His written word comes alive by His Spirit. Wow, there goes our sermon. (laughs) God's grace is there to help us. And that life, John 14 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the life. This is not just breathing and existing, this is life. That brings fulfillment and hope. And at the end of your life, you say, wow, God, you have been amazing. I don't want to get to the end of my life with lots of regrets. I don't want to have lots of regrets. Life happens. Stuff happens. We make mistakes. Things go wrong. But I want to live my life as fully as possible without regrets. Because Jesus has come to set us free. You say, what did he happened in my life? Guess what? When you become a new creation in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. You start again in Jesus Christ. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come, this is Jesus, that they may have life and have it to the full. Wow. So he gives us eternal life and he gives abundant life now and eternal life. That doesn't mean you don't go through us, but Christ is there to walk with us. Also talks about the glory. What's the glory? Presence, the manifest presence of God. I don't know about you, but every now and then when I'm worshipping or praying or just doing life, you become aware of the glory of God. His presence starts to come around you. You're just filled with an unexplainable joy. Or a peace comes that all natural understanding. Or there's a hope starts to stir in your heart when everyone around is full of hopelessness. Or there's a a light starts to shine in the darkness. Or there's a love starts to fill your heart that overflows naturally your capacities. We need to have that overflow of His glory. Because when the angels came, they started to sing glory to God. The glory is the manifest presence of God. How long is it since your spirit or heart was so stirred by God that you were lost for words? How long is it you start to sing a song and they change from words to an encounter and a revelation of His love? How long is it since you've been reading a scripture and all of a sudden you know it's for you and this is mine, this is my revelation? I cry out for regular encounters where I know you don't just live by faith. We live by faith. With that faith, we have connection and relationship with our awesome God. A week and a half ago, at home, having our staff and leaders Christmas break up. And we spent about half an hour just sharing highlights. And then at the end of it, I said, let's stand and pray. And I just felt a nudge. Let's join hands in a circle of faith and let's give thanks to God for this year. As soon as we, and connected hands, it was like this rushing wind of the spirit just came in my vision and I just saw this spirit come in seconds. I wasn't looking for it, I was just going to give thanks and then we were going to go home. Whew. And then immediately, as I'm holding hands with my wife and someone else, I felt this electricity of God start to burn within me. My body started to shake with his presence. I thought, God, what's happening? All within a few seconds, it was the glory of God touched my heart again, and he reminded you, and anything's possible. Don't be overcome by anything that might hold you back. We all need to have encounters with the glory of your spirit is lifted up to heaven where we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is not weird and religious mystical stuff. This is relationship with a loving God. And when you love a husband or a wife or a family there are times when you hug and you just don't want to let go because the love of the person touches your heart. How often is it that you meet God and his love touches your heart and you move forward with his life, with his glory over our hearts and our Jesus come. It's not just a religious thing. This is a life. An overflow, an overflow of the presence of God in our lives. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit so we can always have God with us. Christ in you, the hope of glory in our heart. That's why we can't stop singing sometimes in church. That's why sometimes you just feel His love overflowing your heart our bodies are the temples of the holy spirit the dwelling place of god on earth wow god's given us all incredible bodies look at someone around you we're all different shapes and sizes all different colors some of us change your hair color every week we're all amazing god's made us given us human bodies what an amazing jesus came from heaven the son of... to take on Flesh, God made us. Our bodies are a temple, a dwelling place of God. And sometimes we get annoyed with them because they don't do what they should, or they're aching and pain. And when we're too short or too tall, or our ears stick out, and we, we spend most of our life wishing we look somewhere like something to enjoy what God's given us. One of the greatest things I've learned is to become comfortable in my own skin. I'm serious because so many people wrestle with their identity and self-image because they struggle to accept that God has created your body to be a dwelling place of the Spirit of God. Whether it measures up to what the world says is beautiful or right, doesn't matter. It's whether you've understood that you were created in your mother's room for His presence and dwelling place and power. The glory of God fills. Make Jesus feel right at home in your heart and life, in your home. I remember reading a poem many years ago, if Jesus came to your home, what would you have to change? Anyone remember that poem? That used to really scare me when I was a kid because I think, wow, what, what attitudes and, and what, what shows on television do you have to change and, and what things adjust?" If Jesus, when you get home there's a knock on the door and Jesus in the flesh says, I'm having Christmas lunch with you, what would your response be? Okay, someone say, awesome. Others would be a bit scared. Others would say, is this real or is, who's impersonating him today? I want to see if there's a TV camera outside to see your response. If Jesus came to your house, what would be your response? That's a really good question. The reality is he is there by his spirit. Just open your heart and make room for him. We're having church today, but I encourage over this Christmas season, if you're believers, have some moments of family prayer or worship. Put some carols on and just sing and dance around the lounge room with the kids and do something that makes it real and encounters. So it's not just in church, personal life, but it's in your family and your household for the glory of God. You don't have to be weird and religious about it, just real from your heart because God loves the spontaneous response. He was full of grace and truth. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And it's not from yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. I'm challenged daily. People, do we treat people with grace and kindness and care? Or do we barge our way through, I want my purposes to be fulfilled? And sometimes as Christians, we can get a little bit entitled and, and pushy, because we think, well, that's just the way God called us to be. The Bible says Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he went around doing good and healing all who oppressed the devil. Wow, there's something powerful happen when we do good, not just not to try and earn favor with God, but just because God's goodness lives in us, and we flow out one another, our family, those closest to us. And not just gifts at Christmas time, but sharing his love, kindness, and grace, giving people another chance. The truth, he was full of grace and truth. We know that Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples, John eight thirty one. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Wow. That's why it's powerful to listen to truth. Don't listen to lies. Don't listen to half truths. Don't listen to the junk the enemy lies to you. What sort of self talk goes on in your head? Are you listening to truth or are you listening to condemnation and the shame of the past? Are you listening to the others that have bound you? Maybe a a parent or an authority figure has put a limitation, says you'll be no good and you make it. You've got to stop listening to that mistruth. Or lie and listen to the truth that Jesus said, you're my son and daughter. You're a new creation in Christ. You are carrying the light of the world. You are carrying my love to this community. That's the truth of who we are. And lastly, to reveal love. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, gave His one and only Son, That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If Jesus didn't come as a baby, there was no way it was going to happen on the cross. And his resurrection power. But Jesus came to reveal the love of God. How long since you've really felt God's love? Just by truth but by experience the Bible says you will love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul which is your mind your will and your emotions and all your strength that's your physical being so it's okay to get excited in your worship for God. Someone's been taught well is a private thing I don't know where they get that from because that's it's a personal relationship but then you live out your faith fully and Jesus always called his disciples publicly come and follow me in front of their friends and family and crowd he didn't do it secretly and says well just be my secret disciple i see some of the t-shirts be sanders secret helpers no don't be a secret disciple what's the point of that be a of jesus and don't be ashamed of it. The power of the gospel. Live it out freely in love and in truth. Now let me tell you, your life will be more fulfilled than ever. You say, what about the ones who won't agree? Hey, that's light and darkness clashing. Love them, connect with them, and be free to be all that Jesus called you to be. There's something happens when his love, touch God's perfect love drives out fear. Whenever I'm afraid, I used to pray for courage and faith. Now I pray for love because I've perfect love drives out fear. If I'm feeling fully loved, then no fear can control my life because I'm filled up with love, so there's no place for anything else. When you're aware of his unconditional love for your life, let me tell you, you'll be as bold and courageous and you'll never give up because you'll, God's love will keep leading you. But so often, the love in our hearts drains away fear and discouragement and lack and limitation starts to fill and rule in our lives we need a fresh revelation of his amazing love because it casts out fear last verse isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2 says arise shine for your light has come Whose light? It's the light of Jesus, but it's the light within you and I. I shall be a light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. That's us. The glory of God fills us and arises on us. It goes on and says, See, darkness covers the earth. This was written a couple of years ago, probably, two and a half thousand years ago. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is... Peoples. That sounds a bit like what's going on in our society, in our neighbourhood, around the world. There's darkness and confusion and craziness and violence and terrorism and stuff just going on everywhere and abuse. And wow, there's darkness over the peoples. But... God for the buts in the Bible. But... The Lord rises upon you, glory appears over you. That's what God's called us to be and do. His love, His presence. Remember the glory is the manifest presence of God and His fullness. I've been reading through the Revelation. I've been reading through the New Testament this year and I'm in the last few chapters of Revelation. I just get overwhelmed when John says of the glory of God in heaven. It's just so, so amazing you can encounter His love and power. You say, well, I've never really had that. This Christian life has been a faith walk and, and sometimes it's a mixture of religion and, and historical Christ. But today you can know the living Christ and open your heart afresh. Open your heart afresh to Him. It's getting dark enough for the light and glory and brighter in the darkness than ever before. Don't get scared of the darkness and the need. It just means the light's going to shine brighter. Like the other night we were down there with the uh, carols by candlelight. The darker the night got, the brighter the candle's shone. Sometimes we get consumed and and overwhelmed saying, it's getting so dark. Well, God said it would. It's an opportunity for the light to shine brighter and for many people to come to the light. So no matter what's happening, sickness or pain, keep your eyes on Jesus. Shine for Jesus, don't just be a reflector, shine for Him. I love the word represent Jesus, because represent is two words, it's re-present. Re means again, so when you're a representative of Jesus, you are representing Jesus in a relevant way to your family and the people around you. Let's re-present Jesus, because some people are presented with a whole wrong concept of God. Irrelevant, harsh, judgmental God, when that's not what Jesus came to reveal. Let's re-present Jesus in a way that people encounter his amazing love. I wrote these words down, live simply, love generously, care deeply, and speak deeply. Live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly. I reckon if we did that, we'd have a re-presenting of Jesus to our people. The Word became flesh. My question, is, has Jesus become alive in your heart? Is He alive today? Are you praising Him like the shepherds and the angels did? One other song last night at the carols just grabbed my heart. I'd never heard it before. I thought, where did that come from? Immediately this lady sang it. I googled it. It was only written in 2010. It's a newer song. Some of you have probably heard it, but the lady that sang it, I can't remember her name. She sang it and she loved Jesus. And for a moment she spoke and she spoke prophetically over our nation. She said, the truth is that Jesus came not all the other time. Mean, she just spoke with a loving but holy boldness, said, Australia, that's the tr- Christmas. I thought, go for it. And then she sang this amazing song, and I wept as she sang. I'll read the words of it. The song is Would It Still Be Christmas by Carol Simbala and a couple other people. Would it still be Christmas if the Christ child never came? Could it still be Christmas or just. Would choirs still be singing songs of peace on earth? Would angels be rejoicing if there was no birth? Could there be Christmas? Would love be the same? Would it all be different if we never heard His name? What would be the reason for the special season if there had been no baby born that day? What if hope had never come? God never sent His Son. What would Christmas Born the gift of of Bethlehem salvation for all men hope and love would it still be Christmas if the Christ child never came could there be Christmas if we never heard that name what would be the reason for this special season if there had been no baby born that day what powerful song is even more powerful Why don't we close our eyes for a moment and just riff on the words of that song. Many of us here are believers and followers of Jesus. Some close, others maybe from a distance. For some, maybe you see Jesus in a historical way. It's an Easter and, yep, I believe that Jesus did walk on the earth and I believe the Bible tells the story in a religious way and they do the prayers and the church and the, the same grace at meals but it's a religious thing and it doesn't really stir your heart when you start to pray it's words but it's not life and you, you feel connected to almighty God for others they have a vision of the baby Jesus and love just the whole concept of the wise man and the and Jesus but do you know him as Saviour Lord and your special friend oh Jesus loves us as our heads are bowed right now I'd like to pray a prayer for each one of us that we would truly glory his love, his presence, his power and if it's you've felt that love or maybe you never really have say Jesus I want to encounter you again this Christmas if you've never really opened your heart to Jesus or you'd like to reaffirm your faith or come back to him today just while we're in this holy moment between you and God you know about Jesus maybe family or friends have talked to you about Jesus but this Christmas is a bit different it's like every song you've been listening to Wow, if, is that really true? It's like something's been shifting in your thinking and attitudes. Why don't you take the next step and open the door of your heart and say, Jesus, I really want to know you. Right now, in this holy moment, if you'd like to be included in this prayer and say, I need to open my heart to Jesus. I know about Jesus. I know. I've read about him. People have talked to him. But I'm not sure that I'm really born again and I have this alive and feeling inside my heart. If you'd like to be included in that prayer and say, that's me, why don't you take that step today on Christmas Day before the end of this year. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.